0: everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Chilling with Teddy G, where you know here we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So thank y'all so much for tuning in. We're going to talk about a day five, ladies and gentlemen, of the uh, uh, Derek Chauvin trial, where we heard some pretty uh, powerful testimony. And uh, we even had some uh, officers who pretty much testified against uh, David Chavez, And it seems like he's not getting any backing up from this uh, blue line that they always portray, uh, you know, where they protect their own and they stay on code, where it seems like uh, he's lacking that. He doesn't have that, ladies and gentlemen, because this uh, blue line, in this case, this thin blue line, ladies and gentlemen, is just simply not worth these other officers putting themselves at risk for um, perjury and things of that sort to try to protect the behavior and the, the uh, heinous crime that he committed with this uh, modern day lynching of George uh, Floyd. Now, even the top uh, lieutenant calls what uh, Derek Chauvin's actions was, which was a totally unnecessary, uncalled for, and definitely uh, excessive, force, which, uh, we all know, you know, and it's a shame that we got to go through this, uh, these, uh, trials and this, this red tape in order to, uh, get justice for Georgia Floyd. But, um, as I told y'all before, and I tell you again, it, it has to be done now. Now he had one of the, uh, longest serving, uh, uh, police officers in Minneapolis, uh, police department said that what uh david chavez did uh, to floyd uh was a a violation of uh, their policy and we absolutely know this to be true in fact it should be a violation of everybody's policy and not just minneapolis because of what we witnessed and, and what uh, other people the world witnessed was a uh, a modern day lynching of an um unarmed, I shouldn't even say unarmed, let me say it correctly, a handcuffed and a subdued uh, suspect who was definitely already in custody uh, and all he did uh, behind uh, uh, George Floyd uh, being arrested was to uh, show the world about how heinous and and how evil uh, these uh, police officers can Uh, can be and will be. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. This is a foundational thing throughout uh, the police departments across the divided snakes of America. Now they want to tell you that uh, every uh, officer ain't that, or every police department ain't that way. But I find that to be totally uh, uh, untrue and unacceptable in my behavior to sit down here and let you think that you can convince me or my intelligent listening audience that this is the fact we know uh, for a fact that that um, the police department was, uh, and the whole uh, arrival of the institution came about through uh, slavery. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save that for another episode. I'm not going to even get into that. What we're going to do first is we're going to do our dirty laundry, because you know how we got to keep it clean at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G, and uh, that's a must always, so... Uh, with the uh, Copyright Act of uh, 1976 under Title 17, Section 107, allowances is made for fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So let's hear what we uh, they were uh, saying that we can ex- expect from... Um, a uh, day five in the trial.
1: And now to Minneapolis and the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin set to resume tomorrow. The prosecution is expected to call critical witnesses as they lay out their case. The city's police chief yet to take the stand. He has condemned Chauvin's actions. The city is now bracing for another week of gripping testimony as many gather there this weekend to remember George Floyd. Here's ABC's Raina Roy in Minneapolis. Tonight, a Minneapolis community in pain, banding together on Easter Sunday to honor George Floyd.
2: Why did you come by to the memorial today? To really try to um, feel
3: and embody what this moment means for the world and for people of color.
1: The city bracing for week two in the murder trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin. Once
2: the trial started, a lot of trauma came back up to the surface. The city's on edge, but, you know, community is
1: coming together. Prosecutors expected to call medical experts to try and prove it was Chauvin's knee that killed Floyd. The chief of police will also likely testify against him, just as the force's longest-serving officer did on Friday. The prosecution is going to really have to come in hard when it comes to cause of death. And they're going to talk about, yeah, there were drugs in George Floyd's system, but the neck is and the only is the issue as is to what we're talking about when it comes to The defense, trying to create reasonable doubt, arguing Floyd's drug use and heart issues, contributed to his death last week, pressing his girlfriend on their opioid addiction. It is
2: your belief that Mr. Floyd started using again about two weeks prior to his death, correct? I noticed the change in his
1: behavior As America watches intently, this hurting neighborhood... Praying for real change.
2: What are you hoping to see come out of this trial? Um, justice. True justice means a change from
1: how we do public safety. The trial so far is ahead of schedule and is expected to last at least another two to three weeks. Lindsay? Well,
0: you know what? Whatever. Uh, let me tell y'all one thing. They can put up, the defense can put up all of the uh, uh, um, excuses. And that's what I call them excuses. Cause that's all it is about the, the, uh, the death of uh, George Floyd. But what we all witnessed and what we all saw is, uh, exactly what we saw and what we heard. This defense that they're trying to put up about uh, opioid addiction or drugs in the system or, or pre-existing conditions. You know what? Let's just say all of that is true just for the sake of saying it, right? Okay. All of that had nothing to do with the fact that, uh, George Floyd died directly from what David Chavez has done to him. Okay. Even, even if, uh, 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 Like a lot of people are trying to say not that he he died from fear. He died from um, being scared. He died from anxiety. Even if all of those are the case, and that's what brought about the uh, asphyxiation, that was a direct result from um, what uh, David Chavez did. Okay, that is, that's what happened. I mean, uh, up until now, y'all may not ever be- have believed the uh, theory of being scared to death. But, yeah, that can happen. A person can be scared to death. And I'm not even saying that that's the reason why uh, uh, what killed uh, uh, George Floyd. But I'm saying even if that was the case or even if it was, even if it was a direct result from um, him having his knee on him for, for nine minutes and uh, 20-something seconds or 26, 28, whatever seconds, that still was the cause of uh, George Floyd's death. Plain and simple. That you, that you ain't, you ain't going to find no other ways around the fact because we know for a fact if he wasn't scared to death or, in my opinion, he wasn't killed in um, a modern-day lynching, it all was directed exactly from what uh, 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 David Chauvin did. Because otherwise, George Floyd would be alive today. Okay? We already seen, we already know that uh, the uh, uh, allegations that they were making about um, uh, 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 he died of uh, a drug overdose is not the case. We've got uh, people who are exactly saying, I mean, who are saying the exact opposite. But anyway, let's go into a day five where we had... um, uh, uh, get some commentary, um, from, um, a uh, Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey, you know, who's a uh, retired LA police officer, weighs in on, uh, uh, day five of his trial. Let's go, uh, to that interview and hear exactly, uh, what she has to say. Alrighty, let's sit here. Week
1: one saw multiple officers from the Minneapolis Police Department give powerful testimony against Derek Chauvin, including retired Sergeant David Pluger and longtime police lieutenant Richard Zimmerman. Both offered up what some have called seemingly devastating testimony to the defense. And joining us now to give us her thoughts on all of it, L.A. retired sergeant for the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, Cheryl Dorsey, is back. And Cheryl, I love talking to you because you don't mince words. Um, I want to start with this question. Chauvin's use of force, not the entire nine minutes, 29 seconds, but... At any time, do you see portions where it's justified?
3: I do not. And actually I can you know even take it a step further and tell you why. When we saw Derek Chauvin arrive on scene, now he was responding to another officer's request for assistance seemingly. And what we saw him do as he exited his vehicle and mm-hmm. st- storm across the sidewalk is he put on black leather gloves. And the reason that he put on those black leather gloves is because he intended to put hands on Mr. Floyd. He's the senior officer there with 19 years on the department. So he's gonna show these young rookies how to tame a black man. Mr. Floyd was already handcuffed and in the back of a police car. And so at that point, he's in control. Now, he doesn't have to like the fact that he's in handcuffs. His agreement is not required. He can be vocal and verbal and profane and whatever else he wants to do. But you don't get to use force on him at that point. He's in custody. He's under their control and dominion. And so everything that happened after those cuffs were on is problematic. Exactly.
1: Um, Yeah, perhaps he was uh, being bold in front of rookie cops. We know at least one had only been fully active on the force for a a number of days. What about the paramount?
0: Before you even ask that question right there, did you hear the part where this uh, retired police officer told you that uh, in the uh, body cam footage that they have when uh, uh, Chauvin was exiting his car, he was putting on his gloves, and she said that is an indication that uh, he has every intention on putting his hands on uh, George Floyd, and that's something for you guys to, uh, 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 especially my uh, uh, native Black American listening audience, or, or any melanated Native individual. That's something for you to remember. If you get pulled over and, and stop, or if if a um, if you're approached or whatever and whatnot, and you see an officer putting on gloves or have gloves on already, that's a good indication. Not in every case. But in and I, but in a lot of cases, that's a good indication that he's getting ready to put hands on you. Now that's not coming from me. That's coming directly from a, a retired uh, Los Angeles uh, Police Department sergeant, Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey. So I I can believe that. Uh, um, that that was the case. Although it has played out, he did put his hands on him and he did uh, uh, murder this guy. So that's your receipt. That's your confirmation right there that she knows exactly what she's talking about. And she's not sugarcoating it and, and she's not putting any frosting on the cake and she ain't putting no mayonnaise on the sandwich. She's telling you exactly like it is. She's serving it up raw with uh with her uh, um, theory. Actually, it's not a theory with her experience because she is a professional uh, retired uh, a sergeant from the Los Angeles Police Department. So in her uh, personal opinion, she's telling you that uh, uh, that she can read into the story from seeing him emerging from his car what his intentions was going to be. Now let's continue. Hold on, I'm getting it together here. I'm having some technical difficulties. Let's see, right here.
1: Uh, Perhaps he was uh, being bold in front of rookie cops. We know at least one had only been fully active on the force for a a number of days. What about the paramedics, hearing them testify about a proper procedure and, and whether that was followed, the police procedure? Unpack that for us. How damaging was that?
3: Very Very damaging because they're credible. These are professionals who are trained, much like police officers. And we work hand in hand with the fire department, Uh, firefighters and paramedics. We heard from an off-duty firefighter as well as an on-duty paramedic. And so what they say has great weight. And we also know that one of the uh, responding paramedics on duty said when he got there, Mr. Floyd was dead. He saw Derek Chauvin sitting still on the neck of someone who in his professional medical opinion was deceased. And so this is gonna be a very difficult thing for them to overcome, but I tell you what the defense will do. They're gonna try to dirty up Mr. Floyd. They're gonna talk about Derek Chauvin's perception because it's very difficult to argue with what's in an officer's mind. But all of these hypotheticals about what if this, and could he fight you know if uh, his life was in danger, if he was fearful, all of that is true, but none of that happened on this day.
1: Yeah, diversion tactics, the blue wall of silence. You've talked about it eloquently before. On the one hand, it, it makes me angry, right? We see so many in this case stepping up, telling their truth, giving their perspective about training and all the like. We don't usually get that. And I wanna know how much you think that will have an impact on this jury.
0: That's well, I tell you that before she even answers that, just to cut in here. It's gonna have a profound effect because uh, that's, they're showing you that they can't back him. You know, that blue wall they normally put up, that stand on cold, uh, feature that they usually, uh, institute is simply just not going to work here. Now it may work in other cases, even some cases where they have, um, um, a video footage, you know, as we saw in the, uh, LA thing with, the, uh, um, Rodney King. Okay. But here, it's not going to play. They're not going to get away with it. And that's plain and simple. I guarantee you that. It's just simply not
3: going to happen.
1: Stepping forward to say, uh-uh, none of this is right.
3: Well, I hope that it holds great weight. I mean, listen, we're not only hearing from you know rank and file officers, we're hearing from supervisors. And purportedly, at some point, we're going to hear from the chief of police. And so we know that our officers are not trained to do any of the foolishness that we saw Derek Chauvin do. We saw three other officers acquiesce misconduct. In other words, they stood by, participated in, did not intervene. And so these officers who are testifying and supervisors now are speaking truthfully about what should have occurred. And all of the deflection and all of the uh, explaining away that the defense will ultimately try to do when it's their turn, is not going to be able to stand, I don't believe, with the credible testimony that we heard today and yesterday from law enforcement officials and paramedics,
1: from the law enforcement perspective, Cheryl, um, what's your takeaway from the testimony we heard this week? And and I wonder, as you talk to, you know, fellow men and women who had careers or have them in law enforcement. Is there shame, you know, from what they see here, knowing that there is a community they're a part of, is there ever shame?
3: No. I think there's certainly a segment of police officers who uh, don't appreciate this kind of um, display because it it paints us all with that same broad brush. and, And the majority of police officers, I believe based on my own experiences, uh, join police departments for the right reason. They're there, uh, doing a yeoman's job, professional, ethical. But when you have people like Derek Chauvin, and listen, he's no stranger to foolishness. This this mm-hmm. is an officer with 18 personnel complaints, well on his way to 19, but for Mr. Floyd died. And so officers who can speak freely are bothered by this. Certainly officers who look like me, I understand I'm a black woman first, a police mm-hmm. sergeant second. And so, yes, most of us are bothered, uh, sad, not so much, probably hopeful and wanting our departments across these 18,000 agencies to finally hold officers accountable and deal with the Derek Chauvin at personnel Complaint 6, 7, 10, 12 before we get to a death.
0: Wow. Exactly. Now, I'm in 100% agreement with that part of it but but no the, I I don't believe that uh, they, they, uh, these officers are having some uh, remorse because this is an ongoing thing that happens uh in uh, police departments across the entire uh, entire divided snakes of America this this isn't a uh um a isolated incident this is just one that was happened to be uh uh, videotaped and, and, and broadcasted across the world where people was uh, able to see this. But I can guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, we got some uh, George Floyd uh, victims all across this country. That's right. You heard me say it. I told you. I don't bite my tongue here. If I If I say it, that means I believe it. If I believe it, and as far as I'm concerned, that holds enough credibility for me to be able to uh, express my opinion about what I know. There ain't nothing allegedly here. Well, I'll tell you this. We uh, Friday's proceedings ended the trial for uh, uh, Chauvin, uh, ended with critical testimony from one of the longest-serving officers in the uh, Minneapolis Police Department, now this we know, who testified that uh, Mr. Chauvin's uh, actions were totally unnecessary, and they were. Police testimony against Chavez uh, told that the the former uh, police officer that was charged with George Floyd's uh, uh, modern-day lynching uh, could be uh, critical to the uh, prosecution's case as they uh, move forward uh, into next week. Um, Friday's proceedings, listen, they ended early, fine, because the uh, trial is headed for... uh, um, is ahead of uh, its schedule, according to them. So, I'm gonna say this. Let's listen to, before I say that, listen to this uh, uh, nine-year-old testimony.
1: Is a minor, as you can hear, so we're not gonna see her, we will only hear her, let's listen. 10.
2: And then you got a 10th birthday coming up. Yes. What grade are you in? Third. Do you have a cousin named Darnella? Yes. Uh, Do you remember going with her sometime last year in May? Yeah. You went, you have to let me finish my question, but do you remember going with her uh, to Cup Foods? Yes. And uh, you like going to Cup Foods to buy snacks? Yes. Uh, Did you go with your cousin Darnella sometime in May of last year to get snacks? Yeah. Let me show you. Was uh, Exhibit fourteen? No. no. Um. Just a second. All
0: right, he's having a little trouble. getting the uh, information that he wants to uh, show the uh, nine-year-old.
2: what's been marked as uh, our exhibit number 13 and asking can you see the two people in the front of that picture? Can you? Yeah. Who are those people?
4: Me and my cousin.
2: And uh, which one is you? All right. Uh, And uh, so the, uh, the little one with the word love on her shirt. Yes. Now, you, um, you that day, you went into Cup Foods to get to get your snacks. Yeah. And when you came out of the, the Cup Foods, do you remember what you did next when you came out?
4: Uh, I saw that. I also put a uh, new on George Floyd.
2: Okay. Now, you mentioned someone named George Floyd. Yes. Uh, did you know George Floyd before May 25th? I can't hear it. I, could you say that again, you can't hear
4: him? No. Okay.
2: Had you ever met George Floyd before? Uh, no. Going in to cut foods that day? No. Uh, as far as you know, had you ever seen him? No. Now, when you uh, came out to where your cousin was and you saw George Floyd, was there a policeman there? Yes. Uh, do you remember what the policeman or policemen were doing?
4: Probably
2: none of your name with George Floyd. Killing George Uh, Floyd, more likely. If I showed you a picture of a policeman, why don't I just do that? Exhibit 17. Let me ask if you recognize the policeman in what's marked as Exhibit 17. Do you recognize this man?
4: Yes.
2: Yes, he's Uh, the murderer. Who is he? The murderer.
4: I can't remember his name.
2: Okay. Do you remember what he was doing? How do you know him? He
4: was pushing the neck with George Floyd.
2: Do you see him in the courtroom today? No. Okay. How about him? Yes.
4: All
2: right. So is that the person that you, you saw? Yes. Uh, so you saw a knee being put uh, on the neck of George Floyd. When was the knee taken? Did you see that the knee was ever taken off of George Floyd's knee? No. Uh, were you there when an ambulance came? Yes. Tell us what happened after you saw the ambulance come?
4: Yes, the ambulance had to push him off of him.
2: And how did that happen? Did they simply come in an ambulance and then go up to push him off, or what happened?
4: They asked him nicely to get off of him.
2: And when they asked him nicely to get off of him, what did he do?
4: He still stayed on him.
2: And then what happened after he still stayed on him, what did the ambulance people do?
4: They just had to put him off and get off of
2: uh, Are you able to, to tell us, having been there on this day and seeing the, the officer on top of George Floyd, how did you feel about that? How did it affect you?
4: I was sad and kind of mad.
2: And and tell us why were you sad and mad?
4: Because it felt like it, he was stopping his breathing, and it is kind of like hurting him.
2: Thank you, Judea. I want to ask you the other question.
0: Now there you have it. That's some uh, sad and, and heartening testimony from a, a nine-year-old um, girl, and. And let me say this, I don't know if, uh, her testimony was needed. It sure was compelling, you know, uh, for her to, uh, witness that. And it's, it, it's probably, um, not probably, it is some, <clears throat> some powerful testimony in the uh, prosecution's case, but was it necessary did we really need that to, to put that uh, nine-year-old girl through this uh, trauma again? Thank goodness they only showed her some pictures and she's not there for to watch that uh, video footage all over again. I mean, I guess they're trying to p- put a clad iron lock on um, on uh, the, uh, his uh, guiltiness. But, uh, you know, I got a little question about a bunch of these minors that they're using to uh, get this done. I think that between uh, the the video footage as well as the uh, uh, adults and professional people who are offering their uh, testimony should have been uh, enough burden of proof to uh, convict him and find him guilty. But, you know, that's just me. I mean, because I'm a father. And I, I probably would not have allowed my child to relive this uh, horrible incident. And you can see how nervous she was. She was uh, answering questions before he was actually um, uh, finished with his question. So you could you could see and you could feel Well, you can't see because they didn't allow them to uh, be seen. But you could you could uh, feel. The uh, the tension and the uh, e- emotions behind her having to offer up this uh, uh, uh testimony in uh, his trial. So w- was it effective? Absolutely. Was it necessary? That's that's uh questionable. But anyway, there you have it with that uh bit of a uh, bit of a uh, part of the uh, trial. Now it says that um. Uh, uh, the police, uh, uh, testimony against, uh, Mr. Chavez, uh, um, you know, who, who killed George Floyd, uh, w- could be critical to the, uh, prosecution case as they move forward in the next week. Now, Friday's proceedings, they ended early. I think I took, read that part already. Let me move down. Uh, George Floyd's death vastly compounded, uh, the public anger at the Minneapolis Police Department, but conflicts with the president before officers ever came in contact with uh, Mr. Floyd, so much so that the uh, department's own chief, uh, Mandarian Ar- Arum- Dondo, the uh, first uh, black person to hold the position, uh, had once uh, filed a lawsuit accusing it of uh, tolerating racism. Now, over, only about 20% of the Minneapolis residents are black, but about 60% of uh, use of force incidents with the uh, many, uh, Minneapolis Police Department involve black people. Now, you hear that? Now, that's according to the New York Times. Now, there are only 20% of the residents in Minneapolis, but yet, 60% of, uh, of the uh, uh, percentage of uh, the use of force incidents and complaints and, and, and are happening to be involving, um, black people. Now the city's police officer use a, a force against black people at, at, uh, seven times the rate of whites. This is the reason why George's Floyd is dead. This is the reason why I told you that this is a, uh, this is a countrywide issue. Uh, that's why I tell you this, this case is, is not, um, uh, uh is it's not of its own um uh situation this is stuff is happening everywhere in america everywhere in the divided snakes i guarantee you under every department has a a a, a george floyd um victim i told you this country was founded on that when you got a police po- uh, department, or you got a law enforcement that was established because they, because of a uh, slavery, you know, to uh, run down slaves, to keep uh, slaves in check, and then the, the Jim Crow era, and so on and so forth, is the reason why we've got uh, 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 a modern day lynching of a, a black man that just happened to get in the uh, spotlight. Believe me, there's a whole bunch of these cases I guarantee that's going around. And this is just my theory. This is just my own uh, 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 opinion because I grew up in this country and uh, I'm aware of how the police department and law enforcement works in this country when it comes to black people. Now, the uh, last question that the uh, prosecutor asked uh, Lieutenant uh, Richard Zimmerman the uh, longest serving Minneapolis uh, police officer was whether he had seen uh, any need for the uh, officer Chauvin to uh, uh, improvise by putting his uh, knee on George Floyd for nine minutes and 29 seconds. Now Zimmerman answered and said, no, I did not. Uh, The question came after Derek uh, Chauvin's lawyer had noted the uh, the officers are allowed to improvise in dangerous situations, even if that's the case, let's just say it is, and, and they are allowed to improvise when it comes to uh, um, the use of force in certain situations. Well, this doesn't apply to a uh, uh, George Floyd case. The man was already subdued and handcuffed. In fact, if you remember, uh, Sergeant Dorsey, who I let uh, uh, who was on here earlier, told you that he was in a police car already. Yeah, he was removed from the police car and subsequently uh, killed by David Chauvin simply because that's what he wanted to do, in my opinion. This ain't coming from none of my affiliates. It ain't coming from none of the staff here at Chilling with Teddy G. This is my opinion, and and, and I believe it, and I'm sticking to it because that's what happened. The man is dead. And the, uh, state sanctioned, the state, uh, sanctioned murderer is on trial for it right now. For his modern day lynching. Now, you know, with all that being said, I mean, I can go on with a, a further, uh, um, testimony, but the picture is clear here to us. And I'm going to continue to cover this trial and I'm going to continue to give you updates on it. But it's clear that, uh, 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 it's clear to me anyway, what, what uh, David Chauvin's attentions was. And uh, that's the reason why George Floyd is no longer with us. Now I will say this, now any uh, cross-examination from Lieutenant uh, uh, Richard Zimmerman, Derek Chauvin's lawyer is making an argument uh, he has with uh, other witnesses that uh, 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 that when the uh, unconscious suspect, um are revived that they can be combative. Uh, we, we'll never know that, will we? So we I, we can't. Uh, why is he even going there with that argument? I mean, I know that the uh, defense is uh, they're reaching at straws. You know, they're trying to uh, they're trying to uh, plug the hole in the Titanic with with uh, that type of uh, cross examination. But whether that is the case or not, we don't even, to, to me, that's something we don't have to consider because he never woke up. Now, it's going to be hard to see this resonating with the jurors. I don't care how uh, the defense want to swing it. You know, who has already seen George Floyd uh, over and over again in videos with him limp, with his uh, his face down on the street With him um, begging for his life, he can't breathe, uh, 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 begging for his mama. So, you know, they can try that, but I I don't see it holding no water. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. I thank y'all so much for that. And I ask y'all to continue to hit that share button. Share these stories with everybody. Alright, build up this, uh, build up these algorithms so we can build up this audience so we can get more people to uh, tune to this uh, Authentic Black Channel for uh, news and uh, uh, information that you will receive uh, directly the way it is. You ain't going to get no watered-down version. You ain't going to get no sugars, no frostings. You ain't going to get no mayonnaise. We're going to give it the way we receive it. With... Teddy G's commentary of course So hit that follow button Hit that share button and please if you can uh, Donate Donations are, are down this year I, I, I hate that I have to keep saying that I I, I hope soon that I'll be able to say that uh, The donations are rising So if you could do- donate one time Or if you can make a, do- a monthly donation I would be greatly appreciated And every single dollar that you donate To uh, chilling with Teddy G Goes right back into the operation of this station Now as I tell y'all always, please continue to do your social distancing. We're not out of the woods yet with this virus. We're nowhere close. So you need to continue to be wearing your outer gear, which includes your glasses, your face masks, your shields, your, your, your gloves, your shoe coverings, all the stuff necessary to keep this virus off of you. And if you're outside for any extended or amount of time, remember, when you come in the house... Remove those clothes immediately and and, and put them directly into the washing machine. Don't throw them on the floor. Don't put them in the dirty laundry. Get the machine washed or whatever and get yourself bathed up and freshened up before you decide to relax in your home to reduce the spread of this virus. Now, we know that the immune system, that number one defense, ladies and gentlemen, against this and any other virus out there is a healthy and strong immune system. So y'all need to be eating the proper meals. You need to be taking the proper vitamins. You need to be eating the proper uh, vegetables and fruits and nuts and berries and seeds and garlic and lemon and onions and peppers and G-Bombs. Definitely the G-Bombs. All these things build up and keep your immune system healthy and strong. And we know a healthy and strong immune system will prevent you from getting this virus or in the unlikely event that you do test positive, you'll be able to get rid of it with little to no medication. Thanks you guys for tuning in. You know I love you guys. And loving you guys is my food. And Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until God grants me the opportunity to talk to you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.